Hi, hello, hello, hi, and welcome to all our hearts and minds. Thank you again for tuning in. We're here to discuss all things that have been on our hearts and minds, the good and the bad, concerning and uplifting, or just straight talk. We're your hosts, Kimmy, our passionate heart. Yeah, yeah. And me, Jeanette, our mind and chronic overthinker. Let's get into it. Yes! Please, and okay. Very special episode. Yes. Very, this is our hundredth episode that we're Yay. recording, and uh, we made it, Mama. We made it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would say it's approximately two and a half years we've been recording, which is yes. surprising. I I didn't know it was that long, but you know, we just two and a half years, right? Hundredth episode. And uh, so, yeah, so we're excited uh, to, to record and come back after a little break, one week break, and uh, yep. have our 100th episode with you guys. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we were, like, thinking about, like, you know, the the past, you know, the podcast and mm-hmm. how we um, kind of got started. But before we get into our retrospective, we have to, the checkup is a must. Yes. Let's do our checkup. How was your week, friend? How are you feeling? The week was okay. My daughter wasn't feeling well, but she's okay mm. now. So, but for the most part, like I'm super, super happy for the hundredth episode. Like I can't mm-hmm. even believe I'm saying these words, but <laughs> and so I've been like super excited about that and recording and taking a walk down memory lane was nice this week and uh, yeah. I can't, I can't complain. I really can't this time. I choose not to. There's yes. lots of things I can complain about, but I'm not going to. I want to look at the positive, like our hundredth episode. Can you believe that? Girl, how are you doing? How are I you am, doing? Mm-hmm. I am good. Like you said, uh, very <laughs> intense week work-wise, but you know, mm-hmm. try not, try not to take work home with me as you say it's like it, it work is work and i truly believe if you have the power and mental capacity to separate it if you don't know how find out how it's very important right? very intense but otherwise outside of that you know i thank god things are good my family's good and mm-hmm. um you know that's all i can ask for uh it was actually my uh sister's birthday this week in the week so we're gonna be doing a little mini a mini oh, nice. brunch for her tomorrow so just preparing for that me and my niece and yeah so all good things so okay sounds like we're in a oh, good place nice. and we're making sure and that we're trying to happy belated birthday please and thanks okay i will please. i will happy birthday marcia if you're listening yes, to this. <laughs> oh you know what work was so bad this week on the day of her birthday i knew like you know it was like i was doing some presentations and stuff so that kind of had me my focus and my attention and uh I was like oh and then I happened to stop by my mom's house after work and she she was out with my mom that day so I saw her I was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I forgot to greet her because I was had such an intense day right mm-hmm. so I was like oh but it's a good thing that I happened to see her on that day so it's good yes that's always nice all right so hundreds episode we're gonna do just a quick kind of retrospective looking back last year when we Last year, when we had, I think it was our first year anniversary. And that was our first year. That wasn't last year, but I think during our first year anniversary, which would have been the year before last. Mm-hmm. We, 2022. Um, 
2022 was our first year anniversary and it was kind of around the 50th episode so it's interesting and so we recorded an episode called keeping it classy which is actually uh pretty funny and we talked about the doug ford winning the election doug yep. ford is still here we talked about teeny and tiny sun king who was acting up at the time and still acting up now still acting the damn fool mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. a big iconic moment was johnny depp winning his case his defamation case that's against right mad yes. max amber heard <laughs> And and funnily enough, that was the time where Monique and D.L. Hewley had their public little battle on stage. So yes. how times have changed with Monique finally getting her special last year. And right? oh, we saw she's coming up on Club Shay Shay. So, you know, I'm going to be tuned in. I will be on it. Okay, Mr. Club so, Shay Shay, I will be there for yeah. that. Okay. Cat kicked it off. Cat, cat kicked Cat Williams kicked it off, and I think she's going to continue it. Yeah, she's going to keep the ball going. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that was, like, interesting just going back to that episode. And and, and it's, just... funny how, it's funny how when we were talking about that, it seemed like we were still saying, oh, Monique is still talking about this, and it's been 10 years. Give up your gig. <laughs> And now everybody <laughs> yeah. is on the same bandwagon. Everybody is now, you know, Taraji P. Henson, like, complaining about the thing. And, the, the, like, it's like... Yes, that's it's, true. It's Good point. It's just so funny how that's now, you know, the conversation has been restarted. I guess that's a good point. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and then even yeah, we'll talk more about it. But Issa entered the chat as well. So mm-hmm. everybody's but... in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's in the chat. And uh, also, well, there's another one. Um, oh well, we're going to talk about Black History, but I actually went back to our, our our Black History episode last year too, which was pretty good. But we'll talk about it when we talk go into our Black mm-hmm. History uh, section. But uh, for, well. Happy Black History, Black people, yes, and every happy black. and actually, you don't need to be black to celebrate. So, anybody listening, Happy That's Black right. History. You appreciate right. the culture. We appreciate you. Yes, it's a <laughs> learning month for those who are not black. This is a month for you to learn of mm-hmm. our excellence. So, um, you know, anybody could celebrate yeah, Black. History exactly, month. exactly. So I feel it's a, it's a great time for others to learn more about Black History. You know, yeah, um, because we're looking to the future. That's what we're yes. trying to. That's so, what we're trying yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So, then going back to okay, the hundredth episode, and we were wondering, like, how do we celebrate this? There's so many right? ways, but I think we, uh, you know, we we're just going back to like thinking about when we started, like. When I started this, when I thought I had the idea, one of the, the the idea that came to me, and then I shared with Kim, and she was like, "Yeah, sure," because I believe it was still the pandemic. Yeah, I think twenty twenty one was yes. still the pandemic in, in the depths and, of the pan pananini. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I first had the idea for like a professional one, kind of something in my industry and like marketing and stuff. But I was like, it'd be too hard to kind of do what I wanted because you had to rely on guests and you had to rely on more than one other person. I just felt logistically it was. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more of a task than a saying, because there's different types of, types of podcasts. There's educational, yes. there's like reading, there's, there's there's so many. But I knew the ones that I appreciated during the pandemic the most were the ones that felt like I was like a fly on the wall in somebody's right? conversation, listening to two friends or mm-hmm. 
-hmm. usually two friends or two people who know each other pretty well kind of go back and forth. It's simple, but to me as a listener, I I enjoyed it. And so I ran it by Kimmy and she was like, yeah, 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 like why not? And, and, you know, I wasn't sure because, you know, she has a family and all these things, but I think we, we made it simple. We made our setup simple. Mm -hmm. It was, Mm-hmm. Again, everything was on Zoom anyway. Everybody mm-hmm. who was doing a podcast was doing it remotely. So we're like, why can't we do it? Right. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and we started the journey from there and tried to cultivate something that has our voice and our culture and, That's and right. mm-hmm. what we grew up with. And I'm proud of it. I think, you know, we've done the best we could with our resources and our time and I'm proud of the body of work that we've had up until this point of the hundredth episode. That's right. That's right. When, you know, when you actually suggested this idea to me, I was like, you know what? Me and Jeanette over the years, we, we do this anyways. We yeah, do this anyways. That was a part. Yeah, exactly. anyways. Like we talk, we chit chat, we catch up, we, you know, talk about different things in the culture and the community. Mm-hmm. And so when she mentioned it, I was like, yeah, let's do the damn thing. Let's do it. <laughs> and I am super proud of this hundredth episode. Like I cannot believe I am saying the words because I remember <laughs> when we just started and, you know, y- you make mistakes in the beginning and you mm. learn and, and, and you grow. And I just feel like we've grown quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I'm really proud that we've put in such effort, that we've put in such time and that we've kept it authentic to us. We haven't yeah. really, we haven't deviated off of where this was initially, you know, and it was two, you know, women that were talking about what's going on, like what's up, what's good. And so mm-hmm. I'm so proud that we've, we've come this far and uh, I can't wait to see what's popping, what's going to happen in the future. You know, um, over our episodes, we've kept it spicy with different types of what do we call them um our little uh, takes on like our workout and our mm, yeah. the, you know um our call outs and we tried to keep it spicy because we want it to be spicy for the people who are hearing it and to understand that we're not one dimensional we're we're yeah. so well faceted in so many different areas so I, i'm really glad to see how far this has come yeah. yes 100 episodes Yes, I have to say it, man, because I can't believe it. Like, I kept saying it to myself over and over again. And when I listened to that episode of Keeping It Classy, I was like, wow, we've even evolved from then, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, we have, right? And I listened uh, to our first ever episode, and I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. Things have evolved and changed and grown, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future. I think it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, so yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. I uh, hope and our viewers can help listeners. us along this journey. Mm-hmm. Right, Jeanette? Like, it would be nice if they, you know, our listeners. We we want to know what you want to hear and what you want us to address in our different topics and and so on um it would be so fun for that as well yeah so you guys can contact us via email our emails in our profile or dm us on our socials 
or even send voice notes on uh, Spotify. I believe you could send voice notes on uh, Spotify as well. So voice notes, yeah, I would love emails, to hear from everybody. However you feel comfortable contacting up for us, we look forward to hearing it from you. Yes. Um, what you want to hear, you want to ask us questions. We want to engage with you as much as possible. Exactly. So. Yes, yes, so hundredth episode. Congratulations, yes, friend. The friend. Yes, <laughs> and we did good. Yes, yes. I'm I'm cheersing you virtually. Yes, <laughs> cheers. Yes, back foot. Yes. And um, we're going to uh, before we move into our uh, headlines, which is going to be kind of short. Where it's going to be themed around Black History Month, but. Just want to remind y'all to, uh, like I mentioned, get in touch with us on email, socials, and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You feel free to leave a star, a review, a thumbs up um, on those platforms as you continue to tune in. Again, as that help that helps our uh, podcast grow. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning yes. in. And we're going to get into our headlines all right yes. so the most important thing the most important thing right now we have to start with we have to start with it's black history month it's february 3rd we're recording on february 3rd mm-hmm. and so it has kicked off and so we wanted to kick off our 100th episode with talking about black history That's month right. and acknowledging it and I was thinking before I get into it that maybe each episode that we have this month, depending how much we have this month, uh, it's a short month, but uh, yeah, right? short month, mm-hmm. <laughs> we can, Kim and I can like select a moment. It doesn't need to be history. It could be just something that exalt encapsulates Black History Month that we want to touch on. In the show, maybe opening the show with it, or we'll find somewhere to fit it in the show, and right. to incorporate Black history throughout every episode this month. So we could, whether it's historical, that's traditional, but there's so many other moments. There's right. like people, there's mm-hmm. like actors, like movements, there's yep. like yep. different things. So we're not gonna box it into Rosa Parks and all those amazing people, but like something, something, maybe something more obscure that we want to highlight in uh, black history month that we probably normally mm-hmm. might not hear about. So I think that's like something we could do like each yeah, week. Definitely. Kim and I I agree will that. Do that. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get moving. And I looked up the black history month theme on our Canadian heritage site. And they said this year, the theme is black excellence, a heritage to celebrate a future to build. And you know, if you listen to our episode, our black history, month episode last year was called black history versus black futures i believe it was something uh to that effect and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah like now it's kind of interesting that that it's it's now being more incorporated into black history month uh kind of themes and why we named our episode black history versus Black Futures last year was Kanye West was That's I mean right. he was he was doing a lot of promoting of something at the time, but I do think, you know, his uh <laughs> his mind, his heart and mind was in the right place when he thought it was black futurism and he had an event with a lot of black ce- uh celebrities and leaders and was yeah. talking about 
creating community and not just community, but I think building black wealth within our community without the reliance of outside factors. That's right. And if we if we think about black the Harlem Re- Renaissance, and if we think of Tulsa, the the yeah, right? uh, the, the Tulsa uh, city that burned down in Oklahoma. It was all insulated wealth. They were successful because they understood that for them to build success for themselves is they had to be, well, at the time they didn't have a choice. They were insulated regardless. But I think the key to their success is that they relied on their own economic economy and they built their own economy as a community and was successful in their own insular ways. So there's something there that I think sometimes because we are now living in a integrated society, sometimes people don't feel comfortable speaking that way. But I mean, we shouldn't feel uncomfortable bringing that up because there's a lot of other cultures. Let's just talk about Canada for existence, which is very multicultural. We have yes. so many different com- we have very different community communities in Canada and even more so in the city of Toronto in that there are like you have the South Asian not there's so many countries that are encapsulated in South South yes. Asia but like the Pakistanis the Indians mm-hmm. the Bangladeshis they support and you know their communities and businesses. That's and right. educate and probably even have their own education system, some of them as well. Yes. And so I that's why I think we should not be black the black community should not be as um what's the word? I'm gonna use the word shy, I don't mean shy, but you know what I mean, as like hesitant in in speaking their desire for something like that. You know? Yeah, well, but you know I, what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to big up the black people for a second. You know the reason why we do that is because when other people notice our excellence, they try to dim our light. And exactly as you, perfect mm-hmm. example, we built a whole community. We had our own banks. We had our own post office system. We had all that we needed. And when we shine too brightly, at times, there are other people that want a duller light. And so I find that we talk, we shy away from talking of our excellence. And unfortunately, in our school systems, they don't push our excellence the way that they should. Black history didn't just start on a ship coming over to this side of the world. It, it was already evolving way before that event in history even happened. And I feel like sometimes as Black people, we should not shy away from our excellence. We should shout from the mountaintops because we deserve to, just like everybody else. If any, if every other race has something that they're known for, particularly with their their young people um, in education, for instance, I would say a lot of Asian people are known for technology. Yeah computers, computer science, and so on. Uh, they thrive in it. And they get their their flowers, and nobody mm-hmm. seems to try to dull their light at all. So, I, for one, when it comes to Black history, many many years ago, I said to myself, "No, this is my time to shout from the mountaintop, and I'm going to. Yes, I will, because I need to remind everybody up in here, okay? Even though it's the shortest month of the year, I need <laughs> to remind everybody up in here how we do." shine and we are excellence and everywhere you turn everything we touch turns to excellence 
Tell me one thing that we don't. Unfortunately, in our community, we do have our own issues. And so for some particular reason, our issues are always highlighted more than others. There's always issues in every culture, in every race. So ours is just highlighted for the world to see. It's on it's on Front Street. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I try to look at Black History Month now. Like Kanye West said, I'm sorry, he put that out there. There's sometimes he has little nuggets of truth in what he's saying in his, you know, bipolar episodes. Because we know sometimes he talks some, some, some things and it's like, Kanye, pull it in, bro, pull it in. But for the most part, he was talking sense. And I want to, for one, side with him on that and look towards our future and while we're looking, turn to our brother and our sister and say, you are excellence and you, you, you can be excellent in anything that you put your mind to. So I'm glad that um, we are doing our 100th episode. Again, I'm saying it, 100th episode. <laughs> Talking about Black history and excellence, because I think that's what me and Jeanette thrive for, for our podcast every day, every week. So this month, I don't know, this, this Black History Month, for some reason, I feel like we need to focus more on our excellence because so much of our, our nonsense is put on blast. <laughs> I think we see it more because we're leaned in into those, the, the, the news and the sites and the stuff, but um yeah, I totally agree. And and hey, that that's the that's the theme. So they're already the, the ears are to the ground. Mm-hmm. And so before we move on into our headlines, I was looking up at a few black history events going on into the GTA, which is a greater Toronto area. So it's not just necessarily mm-hmm. the downtown core, to share some of the top events. Well, I don't know if they're top or not, but what did, what kind of stood out to me as we're talking about uh, culture, excellence, and the future? And so I saw this event at called Black Money Talk, Black Money Talk and Exhibit African Diaspora Histories and World Currencies that is being held on February eighth at the Blackhurst Cultural Center. Um, you guys can look it up. Uh, there's also one, another one that caught my attention is the Canada Black Music Archive celebration. Mm-hmm. Two of my passions enjoy uh, an evening of live performance and celebration of Black music history at the City of Toronto Archives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it features exhibition and performances, which is that's typical. A lot of Black history. I mean, listen, music and dance. Right? There's a bunch of stuff, but one thing we gonna do, right? <laughs> Is sing and dance. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we have to own that, right? And um Well, I mean, we're good at it. <laughs> another one, another type of event that I would typically when I was younger, or as a you know, somebody's still in school, there's a lot of uh it's called Black Frequency. It's on view from a whole of Black Month History Month from today, February mm-hmm. 3rd to the 28th. And it's a storytelling. Immerse yourself through storytelling, art, and sound in the exhibition at Clark Center for the Arts, created by Monique Armstrong. And so it's going, it's like an exhibition. So you're going to see a lot of sound. It's an art exhibition, but there is like storytelling. I'm sure there, I'm assuming there might even be some spoken word. 
So that's pretty cool. And so black business. So now finally, before I move on, you know, there's going to be plenty of arts events at Harborfront. I remember when we were younger, mm-hmm. Harborfront it would have all month, every day you can go, whether it's art, spoken word, music, everything, movies, everything you think of. If you don't know where to go, go to the Toronto Harborfront all month. They have stuff for families, adults, everything. So check that out, everybody. I don't even need to look. I already know they're going to have amazing stuff at Harborfront for Black History Month. Nice. And then, so finally, the Black Vendor Markets that I'm aware of. I know Town Center, Scarborough Town Center, I think, was having one last year. But, you know, we saw what was happening with the DEI, DEI initiatives. That's it. I don't know if you talk. Maybe we're not going to talk about it this episode. But during this not, month, we're going to talk about. Time. Not today. DEI Mm-mm. is being scrubbed off the face of the earth. We'll talk about it sometime this month in our. Uh, as we cover, as we talk about themes that are relevant to Black History Month. Anyway, mm-hmm. so there's two Black vendor markets that are on the City of Toronto that they're calling out. Is the El- They're at Ellesmere Community Centre, and there's one at, I can't even pronounce this, this looks like an Aboriginal name. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to start. It's, <laughs> it, there's like literally 20 letters. Oh my God. I, I, it, okay, I'm going to make an attempt. I'm yeah, trying to be we respectful. Need an acronym, like, shoot. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this is like. Okay, so it's Ethanana Hawaka Shit. Oh, God, I'm already getting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ethanana Hawashiten Community Center. Oh, wow. I, I, Why do you have to make it so long? <laughs> it starts. Okay, if anybody so wants long. to look it up. If anybody wants to look it up, I can tell you this first nine letters. So you could <laughs> <laughs> literally there's 20 letters, but Jesus. okay. It's E-T-H-E-N-N-O-N. So if you put that in community center, I think it will show up and it's online black vendors. They're, they're going to be be held there for uh, uh, Ellesmere Community Center is going to have it wednesday thursday and friday until the whole month until february 23rd so mm-hmm. the whole month it's going to be holding it and at the ethanana washington community center it will be february 16th and february 17th they'll be having black vendor market so we could support a small black business so nice. you know that's what we'll, we'll start with that and as things roll out, I'll and if time allows, I will include it in our um, episode. So, yes, we're kicking off Black History Month. And so Kim and I decided, as we decided to create content for our headlines, we know mm-hmm. there's, a lot of sh- there's a lot of shit going down. We're going to talk about the biggest shit, but right? in our workout. But, we, but for the headlines, we want to keep it. We, we said we wanted to talk about uh, good stories uh, mm-hmm. about the community and people in our community doing excellent things. And um, uh, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to start the month with. And so, mm-hmm. funnily enough, I, I people may look at this one way or another, but Wendy Williams, there's a trailer for the uh, Wendy Williams documentary coming out mm-hmm. uh, shortly. And um, a lot of talk about this and you know, you debate whether it's positive or negative and why I'm looking at it as a positive light in that Wendy Williams is a media icon, black or sure not. Sure is. Yo. Straight up. She happens to be black. So we're going to, we have to own her and respect that. But 
period, hands down. She's one of the biggest uh, ra- uh, personalities on radio. Do you know how hard it is to be famous on the radio? Thank you. And she was able to transfer that and become famous on TV. Right. And she and because of the rise of the internet and the way internet um, absorbs content, she was e- able to transfer from TV to the internet. She is an internet celebrity. You yeah. Know, people... Young people know her because of the internet. They didn't know Wendy from the radio, who had that those epic interviews with the law. Whitney and Houston. Whitney, Whitney oh Houston. My. Listen, y'all, do yourself a favor. What? <laughs> you guys want to hear real hear- drama? You need to go back <laughs> to Wendy Williams and, and Whitney Houston. When she interviewed her, Whitney put her so far in check. But <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Wendy came at her. She came. She, she came, didn't back down. She That's came for her. her. She Trust didn't back me. down. Yeah, she didn't back down. Whitney came for the attack, and she did not back down. She held her own. And, and so, she did, I think if you're going to be good, interviewing skills. Yeah, Trust yeah. If you're going to be, if you're going to be an asshole personality, whether it's TV, radio, or internet, you got to hold your own when when people clap back. You have to. Like that's a part of the territory. And, and that's the thing that I loved about Wendy and, and when she was on the air, on the radio, and on television. She was capable of facing all the people that she talked about. And let me tell yeah. you, there's some people that she talked about like a dog. And then <laughs> they came on her show and she was able to hold her own. And she's able to say, yeah. listen, this is my bread and butter. Okay. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> you're on my show. So let's get to it. Another iconic interview she had was with Armorosa. Oh, no. Oh. Armorosa came for... Wendy's neck like she came for her <laughs> on her show she sure did but Wendy held her own and she was very professional about it and there was times where you could see she was you know a little a little ready to pop off back to those jersey those jersey days with, uh, in her younger days like she was ready to pop off however she kept her cool she showed us what real interviewing looks like because I don't know how the hell you could have these people call you all sata ting and still sit there with a smile yeah. With a so <laughs> she, yeah, so your, the documentary is going to kind of highlight all the things we've been talking about Wendy throughout the couple of years that since she's disappeared and there's been a lot of rumors and everything like that. And we're pretty much going to see what's been going on behind the scenes. And I think it's from what I've seen in the trailer, it looks like a little bit of everything that we've kind of heard has right? been going on. And I think it's going to be on Lifetime. She must have a deal with Lifetime because the movie was her movie, the Wendy Williams yeah. movie, was on Lifetime, and she has this documentary. And you know what? This means money coming into her pocket. So, yes, we're supporting that, and as well as she's a media mogul and an icon. And you know, this is going to chronicle not only the highs but maybe some of the lows. But hey, everybody's story has both. Don't so yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up. Moving on, so there is a story going around, or there was a story in a viral video um, going around of a mother who came into Walmart with her half-naked child. He no, was he just was naked. A... He had a damn Pampers. That's all he had. No yeah, sock, all he had was no nada. Just yes, a Pampers. Just Pampers, okay? So if he's wearing Pampers, he's clearly not more than a toddler. And so, and there is the video shows a bunch of people getting clothes from the rack to put on the child because it's winter. Hello, everybody. It's winter. 
I don't remember which state it was in. Let me Houston. check. Houston, I think it was in Houston. It was Houston, and even though Houston is like Houston is not like Toronto, but it's still not hot, and you still and it was looks like it was evening time. So mm. child needs to be, and people in there were wearing like sweaters and long pants. So it's not like summer weather. It's not super hot. So the child should not have been un shouldn't be unclothed regardless. And even worse so that it's winter months, even if it's Houston, it's still low temperatures, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, Mississippi. Mississippi. I see, Mississippi. So, yes, that state is not a state that has winter, but every place, no matter if it's a warmer yeah, it was like climate, it was like it's gonna be for them. Like it was really yeah. low. Like it's really still temperatures low. where you need to put on clothes. <laughs> like you know, well, you need to have clothes. Heifer, on. If the mother made sure she put on a nice knitted sweater, she had okay, a sweater on. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had herself ready to go. She had herself ready for the winter. Okay. Yet this, if you ever saw, like when I see the video, like I only watched it once because I couldn't stomach. When I looked at the baby shivering, literally shivering, like uncontrollably shivering, I my heart broke. Yeah, my it's really broke. bad. But so, that's not what we want to focus on. So yeah, let's so what we're focusing mm-hmm. on is a woman who the Walmart employee who who took video of the incident of the child in the then pretty much half naked child naked child in the cart and the mother just like in the grocery store, like picking up her stuff and people addressing her and she just being completely clueless and saying it was bad. You know, it was obviously bad. Was the, she twerking. It's obviously, it's obviously, a, nonsense, yeah, you know. obviously a bad uh, unfit mother and most likely mental illness playing a role. And uh, anyway, so that, that Walmart employee was later let go from her job because Walmart has a policy, some policy that they have, whether it's recording, video social media videos and i think the fact that she recorded it and, and circulated on social media is the reason why um That's she was right. let go from mm-hmm. her job and this is you know a woman who did this out of her heart and brought attention and the, to the negligence that this child has experienced and who has now him and his siblings have now been taken out of the home where they were likely not being cared for and she was a good samaritan so we want to highlight that this employee, uh, what's her name? Let me see. Felicia. Her first name is Felicia. They said a woman named Felicia. They, she didn't disclose her full name, which is fine. Right. And uh, that since has so far protected this child, right? And that the child is now being in the care of somebody until they figure out what's going on with his mother. Second, you know, bringing attention to a, a problem and third, you know, she, people don't, I don't think it's fair. Like Walmart obviously it has for legal reasons might have, you know, I don't know what's their policy, but this could open them up for liability. If I'm putting on the corporate hat, right. I think we were talking about this, Yes. but I yes. think, I think firing her was extreme, right? I, I think, think it was people... extreme, especially since mm-hmm. this could have been a perfect opportunity for Walmart to use publicity for advertisement. I know it sounds really nasty what I'm saying because they shouldn't use this sad event in their benefit, but let's put on our business and corporate hat for a second. It would have been the perfect, the perfect opportunity for Walmart to advertise their home, their family store, right? 
Yeah, like your employees care. We have good employees. Employees care, and they look out for people. There's a way that they could have spent spun oh, it. Yeah, and Walmart in... does things for the community. Let's just keep it. Yeah, above. that's how they base their. Yeah. They do. They they do donations to different uh, shelters. They work with McDonald's to do uh, the camps that the kids go to in the summertime. They do do things. However, this could have been a real situation for Walmart to benefit from, which that's not why we're here to talk about it. But that mother that risked her job, she risked her job because she saw something was wrong and she posted it to bring awareness so that we as black people don't walk away from another black woman and her child that needs help. They needed help. This woman obviously has some sort of mm. psychological issues or depression. Maybe she she said that she had two other children and one of them is five months. So she's Ooh. probably going through postpartum depression, yeah. all sorts of things. And this black woman decided not to ignore what was in front of her. She could have mm. turned her back and sorted out the next clothes of next set of clothes over here or fixed the shelf or did some sort of nonsense. But she focused on what was really important. And that little boy was important. And his two siblings were just as important. And, you know, something had to be done. It was nice to also see that outside of this young lady that recorded it, that there were other black people who stopped and said, nah, fam, this is wrong. What are you doing? People were reprimanding her. Yeah. It was a, mm-hmm. an older lady that was in a scooter that went and took her own money and bought clothes for the child, put the clothes on the child, put them on the child. Now, if this woman, this mother who brought her child there was in any sort of right mind, how are you allowing a perfect stranger to dress your child in the grocery store? But anyhow, this young lady I felt was a hero because, you know, when we think of people being, um, heroes we think of the movie idea of a hero and to me that's not necessary they are you know the ones that go into burning buildings and and will you know arrest a, a criminal yeah okay they are heroes but this young lady was one too because there's been many a times that people see things that are wrong within our community and they keep pushing, they keep their head down, they ignore it and they keep moving. She risked her job for this little boy. And then we come to find out that her, her full name is Felicia Nicole. She actually experienced the death of her own son. So she had a child at one point that was ill, that was sick, that passed away. Okay. So the fact that she did not ignore it. it, she had every reason in that moment to say, you know what? I can't deal. I can't deal. I can't deal with this. I need to just go into another aisle. But she didn't. She stuck it out. She has a GoFundMe page. They've been able to, you know, raise, I think, almost $30,000, which is roughly a year's wage for her and gives mm. her an opportunity to look into do other things. I want to highlight this woman because being heroic doesn't always have to be a huge gesture. 
it could be a very small gesture because this little boy's total trajectory of his life has now changed. I hope this mother gets help. She has been charged. And so she's supposed to, I think, she was charged uh, uh, this early, late January. And Mm. I hope that they give her help. Jail is not for her. I think she needs psychological help because I am a strong believer in a family being together. And so she needs to be with her children, but right now she's not in the right mind, but you know what? Felicia, Nicole, thank you. Thank you for not walking away from that little boy. Thank you for recording it. Thank you for taking the hits from all these people. There are, can you even believe that there are some people who are saying, oh, she shouldn't mind her business? Can you imagine that? Could you imagine if she did mind her business where that little boy would be? Because this mother who brought that little boy in there, she took frozen foods and threw it on her cold, shivering child. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But so, anyway, you don't want to... So I don't, but I get very passionate when I see stuff like that. But Felicia, Nicole, thank you, girl. Thank yes. you. And a day, uh, an, what do you call it? A real-life hero. Right? So we're going to move on to... We saw... Oh, so Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay just hitting 2024 with the big what? interviews. Um, so he had ushered illustrious Usher Raymond was on Club Shay Shay this week. Mm-hmm. Before that was uh, Twenty One Savage, who just released another album as well. So Usher is not somebody who does these big interviews. He's been kind of low key. He's he's hit the height and pinnacle of career, but has now had a resurgence with his Vegas rit- uh, residency which garnered a lot of attention mm-hmm. by girlfriends. Hey, Kiki, ring a bell. Yes. He didn't, Kiki. he didn't just do it to, he didn't just do it to Kiki, but uh, Kiki's relationship was in shambles after that. Right. <laughs> Although we've come to learn shit was going down anyway. Right. He's usher's not the reason. Okay. <laughs> the abuse right? of it all. So <clears throat> usher was on club Shay Shay and, um, I think he was performing in Atlanta, so they took the opportunity to um, do the interview. And he, Usher, will be performing in the Super Bowl next week. So I'll be very much looking forward to that show and who he brings mm-hmm. on. I was, I was trying to wonder if he's going to bring on, you know, anybody. And he has to. Like, I, I guess we could guess, but it's like, if Usher was going to bring anybody on, who do you think it will be? I think Little definitely... John. Yeah, oh, he has to. Oh, he yeah. has to. He's gonna bring on. Oh, number John. one. Okay, number one. And yeah. Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree, obviously is gonna. Yeah, be he's in the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but Lil John, you're right. That's a good one. Lil, I perfect. Lil John has to be like he's. Yeah, but he has to be because he's like that's not even a question. Nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> that was a big song for Usher. Like big, big, big song. Yeah, that it's was almost like his. His calling as card, big as you know? Usher, the thing is, as big as Usher was for us growing up as an R and B artist, that was a song I think like that took him out of here. Like that took him global, worldwide, hundred percent. Literally, like literally, <laughs> literally, and 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 uh, Little John and his his sound effects. Like 
you don't even need to know where little John is standing. As soon as he he's goes, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you that's know, gonna happen. You're like, what? Okay, like, okay. if it like, doesn't happen, something's wrong. Let's right? put it that way. Uh, no, Usher's not stupid. <laughs> Usher's not stupid. He's been waiting for this opportunity. You hear me? So he's yeah, gonna so- make sure little John's gonna be there for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he on Club Shay Shay, he talks about performing with Michael Jackson. Jackson. He's a part owner of the Cleveland um, NBA team that LeBron was on. At Cle- uh, sorry, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, he talks about Dream Girls. Uh, he was supposed to be in that role. I think that Eddie Murphy had. I think he was supposed to be in that role. He talks about he was supposed to be in a super group, which I didn't know with Jay-Z, Pharrell, and Diddy. Mm, kind of worked out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> he even talks about um, babysitting Beyonce and Destiny's Child, discovering Justin Bieber, which is obviously a career highlight that he doesn't talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot more. Like, we know he's had a, a lot. He even talked about the serenading women piece and the Kiki thing, and he made a joke about Char- Char- Charlemagne calling him a domestic terrorist, terrorist, which is cute. <laughs> but I mean, to me, it's all been in fun, and he handled it like Usher is. I'm like Usher is forty five years old. I didn't know, but Usher is forty five years old now. Yeah, he's a man. He's been he's been doing this since he was like twelve years old, twelve like, or thirteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen in that age age range professionally. So. And you knew Diddy at that time? Oh, no. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They talk even talk about him being Mm -hmm. in Diddy's flavor camp. Uh, They touch on that as well um, in the interview or whatever. But, yeah, he's a seasoned performer. So all of that drama that you're trying to put on him, at the end of the day, he's a performer. He's putting on a show. He's getting clicks. He's going viral. The man knew what he was doing. Right? Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And he is is one of the kings of R&B. If I don't know, you know him and him and Chris Brown are battling a title, but to me personally, Chris Brown tarnished his he tarnished legacy. himself sure did. his legacy too young, mm-hmm. and so if if between the two of them, it has to be Usher for me personally. Even well, though I mean, you know, Usher has his issues. Okay. Nobody's per. I'm saying nobody's no. perfect. No, but no. I'm just sharing in but terms of the brand- type of branding. Issues that- no, but the type right, exactly. The type of issues that Usher had, he was able to still kind of push his brand and mm, highlight yeah. his brand. Yeah. You know? Which is being a ladies' man. He's a ladies' man. He's, you know, the guy that you want you, you want serenading you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. And he's, he's not gonna like, box you around. Right? Exactly. <laughs> And I think uh, Chris Brown had to go in a different direction once that all happened. But yeah, Usher to me, used the king. I'm sorry, Chris, for our generation, for our generation, for my generation, yeah. Chris Brown. He yeah, he's a close second. But you know what? I felt like after a while with Chris Brown, he just jumped on too much damn tracks. Like I felt yeah, like yeah. sometimes you it's gotta more say quantity, no. Quantity, quantity versus right? quality. Yeah, his, the quality. I, yeah. I won't say his la- Chris Brown's last most recent album. I actually the thing is I always always give him a chance, but I'm always like, you have too many tracks and everything sounds the same. But this one, his last one is actually pretty solid, Chris Brown. Well uh, but since anyway, he started with congrats. the Afro beats. Sorry, sorry, yeah, but the, since yeah, he, he had started a lot with of the Afro beats, that's mm-hmm. when I was like, Okay, Chris Brown, what you doing? What you doing? But Usher, I'm sorry, you're my generation. I, I remember you as a thirteen year old boy. Like and so 
But anyway, they're both equally talented. You're very talented. They're yeah. very talented. And in their own respects, right? But for me, Usher, you the king. You the, you the king of the R&B soloist. He actually just released a video that is an Afrobeat song. It's called Ruin. And uh, the video is pretty... I'm not a... We don't watch videos anymore, but I appreciate that he put effort into that video. Um, and it's a really the- nice song. So he's <laughs> he's got into the foray of Afrobeats and it's okay. sounding really good. So I'm excited for his album. So I think he's he's doing the Super Bowl. So that album, he's been releasing singles. So I think a little bit after the Super Bowl, we'll probably hear an al- a full album come out for Usher. So we're looking mm-hmm. forward to that. There is also news about Tiana Taylor playing Dionne Warwick. Dionne yeah. Warwick. Yes, Diana, having your bad self. Yes, mm-hmm. Dion mm-hmm. Warwick is kind of having a resurgence because she's on uh, Twitter and her tweets are hilarious, right? <laughs> Dion Warwick age like does she age? <laughs> Honestly, because I feel like Dion Warwick has looked like this since I was a child. She always had that. When you have those type of cheekbones, she always, yeah, she always looked like that. Right? It, it's just, you know, we, uh, I yeah, mean, I know even, she's aged, okay, but yeah, she's over 80, she really, so. Because, like, <laughs> honestly, I have to look at her sometimes. I'm like, you don't ever change. Like, you've been like that since I was, like, 10, 11 years old. Like, shoot. But, yeah. And she's gorgeous. You see the black don't crack, though. You see how it works, right? Yeah, Dion. She, yeah. She's Dionne Warwick, and she's been through a lot. That Dionne Warwick is cousins with Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. So that whole family, they came up, and uh, I mean, that's a whole documentary in itself right? talking about that family. Um, but you know, Dionne's been through a lot, <laughs> and she's still lot. here. She's yeah, still here. Cause and so Tiana mm-hmm. will be playing her in the movie for Dionne Warwick. I don't know how it's going to be released. I hope it's like a big movie and not like a TV movie. Although some of these TV movies haven't been so bad that I've seen sometimes. So I won't knock it if it is a TV movie. But mm-hmm. I would like for it to have uh, a theater release. And yeah, they started working on it last year. And... Tiana Taylor has been doing a lot of movies this year, and she has promised, because uh, Dionne Warwick's family is from New Jersey, so they're East Coast, and Tiana Taylor is a, a New York native, mm-hmm. so um, she's pretty much concluded that she wants to, um, I think like all actors, as they should, be respectful of the person that they're portraying and mm-hmm. make them want to feel comfortable with the fact that this person is playing them. So she's quoted saying, I've always been a firm believer and stood on safety. She's had a wonderful career. And I think right now it's about making her feel as safe as possible to tell her story because a lot of these stories get misconstrued or dramatized to an extent. That's not what we really want to, that's not where we really want to go. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I think there. I think there's a perfect balance. Don't be too squeaky clean now. You know yeah. what I mean. We still want the story, but there's a there's. A, I think there's a respectful. Ah, I don't know. Use the word respectful, but just truthful. Whatever yeah. the truth is, without being degrading. I think that's the sweet spot. I that's think true. that's what she. I think that's what she means. Is gonna do, and I think yeah. that's what she means too. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest, I feel like she looks like a younger. 
Dionne Warwick. Like, yeah, I, she can I, pull I really, it off. Yeah, she can definitely mm-hmm. pull it off. No, the reason why I mentioned that is because I hate when they take our icons and they don't even try to find someone oh, remember? That looks similar. You remember Nina Simone to this okay. day? I will never, for, I will never forgive Willie Saldana for Thank that. Thank you. I will never forgive Willie right? Saldana so for taking that role. So it's actually nice that they're trying to find someone that will fit the role well. She even looks like her. Like, I yeah. find that she looks like maybe the younger version of her. Like, when she was, mm-hmm. you know, in her, in her, at Tiana's age. Like, what mm-hmm. Dion would have looked like at that age. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to do really well. And more so over, I feel like, um, Tiana, this is your calling, girl. Acting might just be your calling. Because I think you're going to do really well. And I'm excited to see what you're going to do with such an iconic person. You know, I feel like she's going to be highlighted and respected well. The fact that Tiana has said that. And all that you've had to deal with, Tiana, girl, <laughs> you need to just tech break. <laughs> just do the little roll on, you know, because all the other drama in your life is, you know, I don't want it to throw you off and, and not keep you grounded. And I think a movie like this is going to help to keep you grounded. And I can't wait to see what she's going to do with it and how well she's going to portray Dionne Warwick. Because I think she will. I think she's going to do a Mm -hmm. good job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, we're going to round off our our Black History Focus headlines with Lenny Kravitz. He recently got announced that he will be getting the... um, Global Impact Award from the Recording Academy of Black Artists or Black Music. And it's interesting. It was kind of ironic and why this stood out to me is that I think it was a couple, a few weeks ago, we were talking, I don't know if we talked about it on episode, but it was in the news that he said that he was never invited to the BET Awards. Yes. And he went publicly saying that. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, there was a, and the BET exec came back uh, I can't remember his response to that, but I think it's water under the bridge, but I think maybe he, in short, I kind of feel like he was trying to say like black music. I'm not going to say gatekeepers, but the black music collective, maybe didn't he feel give him as much acknowledgement as like, obviously white America. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I can't say, I don't know. I can't say. Maybe. I mean, I, I agree with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, do. I, I don't want to validate it, but I could see if I were to look at what I've seen as like somebody just observing pop How culture many or whatever. awards you hear Lenny Kravitz get an award at? No. I mean, he okay. said he ain't never even been invited, so I have All to believe right. him. When he- <laughs> There's not even nominations going on. So, yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> right? And that's, you know what, here's the thing is that I love Lenny Kravitz because I mm-hmm. I find he's so outside of the box of what our community would almost deem acceptable. And mm-hmm. um, he opened up a whole different genre that, you know, just like Tiger Woods going into golf, mm-hmm. you never expect that. But they're mm. so excellent at what they do that it opens up your mind to rock and roll, to golf. You know what I'm saying? And so 
I, I, I see, you know, why Lenny said that because it's kind of true. But mm-hmm. this hopefully will make up for it, Lenny. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I know it's not a, a, you know, a black syndicated show, but, but I do think, you know, you, you do deserve, you know, being recognized. Yeah, oh, he's, and he's a fellow, he's a fellow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, new, it's actually fairly new. And he's a fellow Caribbean. His mother was Bahamian. His father was Jewish. Okay. Uh, she was, she was on like a, a, a big American TV show. I can't remember what it was, but she, he is of Bahamian descent and he actually has a home in the Bahamas. So very, we don't hear that a lot, but he has, there, there's a Caribbean co- connection with Lenny Kravitz. So, he yeah, reminds so this, me so much of Bob Marley. Oh, because he has dreads? No. <laughs> oh, well, they're both biracial. <laughs> her and her face is about, oh, because her dreads. <laughs> no, no. They, <laughs> no, I mean, they even have a similar stature. Yeah, because Bob Marley wasn't a big guy. No, like, he wasn't. No, he was you a know, small guy. He was a small man. And so, well, not small, but you know what I mean? He, he was. <clears throat> You know, his physique was very athletic and very mm-hmm. toned, but they look similar, like in mm-hmm. their face too. They don't have the same nose because Bob Marley's nose is very iconic. However, I'm just saying the rest of the structure of their face, their their similar size. I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes when Lenny Kravitz has on his tight pants, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> right and because bob could play instruments as well and so yeah, he, yeah. he played a guitar so <laughs> i mean they have a lot of in- a lot in common maybe not necessarily visually look the same but mm-hmm. uh, they i don't know they they yeah. have the same physique to them but well, Kravitz, congratulations up- to you congratulations mm-hmm. and um he, he when he won the award, he uh, said, I'm very honored to be here, still doing what I do, and to still be inspired, and to still be hungry, and still be excited about all of this. The best is yet to come, but tonight is a beautiful night. Yeah, very respectful. And the R&B artist, Her, was the one who um, gave him his award, and she attributed seeing him um, to want get her to want to play the guitar and be a rock star like him. So, very cute moment. And uh, yeah, I think black music needs to acknowledge because black rock and roll is black music. Rock and roll came from black music. Thank you. And as much as hey, we're talking about Black History Month, we go back. Right. Y'all go. You'll go. Go see where Elvis got his music from. Thank and you. What, what is understood does not need to be said, but you know. Go back. Let's just keep it a buck. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Okay. <laughs> um, we were but up anyway. in that. So Richard, I think little Richard, yeah, like, oh. hello. We, Richard. we already we were already unfortunately at the time of Elvis in those days in the late uh fifties, early sixties, yeah. we just weren't allowed on the radio. Mm-hmm. That didn't mean that we didn't have excellence behind the scenes. We definitely had like our, our underground music it was underground yeah. it was all underground so if you were of the culture or of the you know or you were black you knew you knew what was popping you knew that you know jazz was a huge part of rock and roll 
So, I mean, and we, we kind of, you know, took over that from many, many years before Elvis even was born, before he was even a thought. So, mm. yeah, but it's nice to see that, you know, years and years, decades later, Lenny Kravitz, for instance, you know, someone who has really gotten into rock and roll and, and he has, he was able to achieve excellence. So go on, Lenny. Go on with your bad self. But yeah. we have to we have to go on into the workout. Sorry to uh, I know it's we're talking about black excellence. I know this. But we also have to talk about these two females right here. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's move on into our workouts. The workout. Yes. Yeah, so the workout is where we work out our hearts and exercise our mental fitness. We do deep dive discussions on topics or things that we need to discuss in our community. And one of them is for a whole 72 hours, like <laughs> this trick, I can't. So <laughs> there is a feud. If you don't know, come out from underneath the rock, which you stay <laughs> Okay, because everybody, even the damn people underneath the rock, heard about this shit. Okay, because so Magda Stallion and Nicki Minaj are back to the beefing. Mm. And at this point, I, I almost want to say Nicki Minaj is beefing. Because <laughs> yeah. Magda yeah. Stallion, she's like, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. And I'm going to go lay down now. Okay. But anyhow, so let's get into the nitty gritty of this feud between Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj. Now, I am neither a Barb or a Stallion. Okay, mm. I don't side or a hottie. with you. You're not a hottie. Whatever they call themselves, hottie, Stallion. I'm in a business. I'm not either. <laughs> because I don't, you know, I don't like to side. I like to hear it on wax. You know what mm, I'm saying? Yeah. I like it in its art form, how hip hop was intended to be. And so Meg Thee Stallion came up with a song. It's called Hiss. Yes, Meg Thee Stallion. All right. So she's dropping music and she dropped this song called Hiss. And in the song, there is a line that I am almost positive was what set Nicki Minaj off. And the line <laughs> goes as such. It says, hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law. I don't mm. really know what the problem is, but I guarantee y'all don't want to start. Bitch, you a pussy. You a pussy. Okay. Right. So the first half of that was, hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's Law. Now, mm -hmm. if we go back to what Megan's Law is, mm -hmm. which I will say, Meg the Stallion, I'm glad that you did bring light to this law. Because I'm sure that there's lots of American people that don't even know nothing about this law right here. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and they said there was a spike in searches for Megan's Law. Right? That sound came okay. So Megan's Law, it's actually, it was actually 
dedicated and made in the name of this little girl named Megan Kanko. What, Kanka? Yes. And so, unfortunately, she died from horrific sexual offense acts done to her. And Allah, her parents fought tooth and nail right up to the federal court to Mm. say, listen, we need Allah to let everybody who's in a neighborhood know of sex offenders that live in that particular neighborhood. And so it's to bring awareness to the people that live in the neighborhood that they, that they are amongst sexual predators. And if you have young children that you should uh, not only know, but protect them from that particular person in your neighborhood, or if you want to move, move. But this law was set where all sex offenders have to register uh, no matter where they go, no matter what the state they're in, in all of the United States, they have to be registered as a sex offender in that particular state, town, city, whatever. So, all right. Now, the reason why Nicki Minaj is up in a tizzy okay, is because her husband, what if Kenneth Petty, okay, unfortunately, is a man who has to register under Megan's law. He has to register as a sex offender. When he was a lot younger, uh, 15, 16 years old, he forced himself on a young lady. He was convicted. He did time. He came out. He married Nikki. They have their family. But people are aware of what he has done and why he went to jail and the time that he spent. And so it's a jab that everybody uses. And, and for some particular reason, you know, they use it against Nicki Minaj. And I think she's had enough. Mm. I think my girl had to let go of everything underneath the sun. Okay. All the feelings that she's been having. Nicki Minaj has said several things. There's there's a few that I like to pinpoint because I thought they were funny as hell. Um, one is you need to step up on your good foot. Okay. The other is that she called her big foot. I mean, it's not even right. There's a, a whole rant and rave. She has a song. She's she did put out a diss track, Nicki Minaj, and it didn't go over too well. Only because everything that she said in the damn diss track, she already said online. And yeah. so people were not really like, okay, we thought you were, you were not- going to drop some new information that you haven't already ranted and raved about, and mm-hmm. you didn't. And so now it's starting to look a little bit of a way. Nikki, you call yourself a queen. Well, you coming off that throne for too damn long to address people like Megan. And so... um There's been a lot of controversy that has surrounded this. One of the things that I did want to mention, though, is the two parents of this young little girl that died, Megan, the father is now trying to say that he might just sue Meg the Stallion for mentioning his daughter in such context. And he thinks that this is a real ratchet song and he doesn't want, you know, his daughter's legacy to be mentioned this way and so on and so forth. 
I just want to speak quickly about him because I don't really want to focus on him too much. I think it's a lot of clout chasing. He sees that there's stars involved and names and money, and he might want, you know, a piece of the pie. So I don't really want to focus on him too much until I hear more about that. But he is definitely trying to say, you know, he might just sue Meg for even mentioning the law. I think it's a great thing that she mentioned it because, like you said earlier, there's a surge in searches regarding Megan's law. And now more people are aware of it and it's brung awareness to a law that you fought hard for, for your child. Why would you want that law to be forgotten? So I I am happy that she had mentioned the law, but we all know that that was a direct shot at Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj, she's down, everybody. She's down because my girl, she's on these internet streets and (laughs) Nikki, you're looking bad girl you're looking bad (laughs) but anyway so tell me what you think about this drama here with meg the stallion and Nicki minaj because the girls are fighting the girls are fighting (laughs) oh boy they are that's from uh, what's her name azalea azalea banks Yes, okay. that is you. That was a Julia. meme that you put out there in these streets. The girls are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. They sure are. It's kind of like, I mean, listen. We always want to be grown up and mature, but like, it's kind of exciting because we just don't listen. Nikki has not had a listen. Nikki has been biting her tongue for a while now, and. It's bigger than Meg. It's bigger than Cardi. I think if you really listen to, especially like she did an interview with Joe Budden um, with the release of Pink Friday, I think uh, last month in December. She did an interview with Ebro. She's even said things online that alluded to this where she'll talk about they, they try to do this, they try to do that, right? And they're not talking about Cardi, she's not talking about Cardi B and Megan. She's talking about the machine behind them. That's right. And I think I think we need to remember remember that. And I'm I mean putting in context because it's so funny. Wasn't it just last month? I don't remember when Part- Partisan Fontaine had that song mm-hmm. for it was last for month. Meg right. last mm-hmm. month. So he he released a song talking about Meg. And everybody was cheering him on. Everybody was backing him, right? But Nikki does it. Right. And it's a problem, right? And Nikki got a direct, he said, Nikki got a direct hit. I don't care what nobody tells me. That, you hit her. You hit her. Nikki got a direct contact. It wasn't like, it wasn't the typical, it could be anybody like with, you know, one of those lyrics. Because you you actually read out the lyrics. And after that, that line, she goes, bitch, uh, after that line that you read, she said, bitch, you a pussy, never finna check me every chance you get, bet your weak ass won't address me. Bitches swear they G, but they must stand on go- Goofy. G must stand for Goofy, right? So it's pretty much saying that it's like, you have a problem with me, you never said, you never did this, you never did that. Right. So it was kind of like, that could be anybody, right? Right. The, Meg- the Megan's Law was like, okay, we know for a fact, okay? That was a But she was... Hit. She, you know, Drake got a direct hit too. Drake got a direct hit, and then the rest is <laughs> <I> every, <like. laughs> everybody. 
Like, I'm sorry, that, which was kind of hilarious. I have to go back to it because, you know, I want to call out, if I want to call out that, you know, she, Meg had some one-liners. Um, she said, I'm going to, when she's talking about scars, <laughs> something about, yeah. Okay, I found it. Okay, I found it. I found it. Oh, yeah, she said, uh, all these rotten rotten niggas sold fraud. Xanax be their hardest bars. Yikes. Okay, these niggas hate on BBLs and be walking around with the same scars. Oh, my God. Right? I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even have to think. This is one I didn't like. Like, Megan's Law had to look up. I did not have to look this up. As soon as I heard that, I was like, Drake. And, you know, Drake went at her, too. So, all fair. It's all fair game, right? So, so she she went in that song and her closing line and you know I like she came strong. She's about to release an album. She's taken a hit. People piled on on her because of Tory Lanez. It's like nobody wanted to make Tory Lanez be held accountable, and they mm-hmm. decided to roast this girl because she did not want to charge him. But at the end of the day, she was a victim and she had to own it eventually. And she did become that person in the, in the media, which Nikki calls out as well, which I thought was a little bit much, but to me, it's like, it's exciting. If we keep it in the, like, if we keep it in the rap world, it'll be exciting. Also, Nikki, I think Nikki needs to, Nikki's enabled by her barbs. Nikki is enabled by her barbs. She enables the barbs and the barbs enable her. So it's That's a little right. bit of a, toxic relationship and so i really didn't appreciate her spending three days tweeting and carrying on because i think i honestly think the song bigfoot would have been respected a lot more right if she didn't tweet half the song out if she didn't put half the song out on uh social media um because people are like what is this because they heard it already right so the the big punch line that opening line is crazy like mm-hmm. people want to act like oh you're just calling oh you're calling you, your biggest thing is that her foot is big but i'm like i think it, it's people not, are missing so much more behind what yes, nikki's trying yes, to say so yes exactly she's saying a lot and i think by the style that she did but i think somebody made a comment which i i do believe this was this was like a, a jab this was like a little this was a little warning hit like this wasn't like the i think she has a couple of things that will really be hot right? like fire but I think she just was like, this is just a test. Let me dip my toe. You know, right? dip your toe. Dip your toe, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dip your toe a little bit. Check the waters. Put a little warning shot out there. But I think she should have minimized her warning shot. Like, be a sniper. You know what I mean? Like, you needed to minimize your warning shot. Because you're, people want to hear it on wax. And not only that, but I'm going to just say this. I'm not a barb, people. But Nikki is lyrically stronger than meg the style oh yeah come on like, she come is on. a true lyricist mm-hmm. okay and if you look if you think about bigfoot right like if you think about just that word bigfoot the it's calling attention to the fact that she has a bigfoot because she was shot in it mm. if you think about what she's playing on the word bigfoot right because your foot is gonna swell when it gets shot up Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just saying, when you think about what Nikki is actually saying and the word combinations that she uses and and the rest of it, lyrically, 
it's a lot deeper than what Meg the Stallion has to say. Now, Meg mm-hmm. the Stallion, I can say, especially with the Drake line, that was a straight, direct shot. You didn't have to wonder. You didn't have to think. You knew exactly who the hell she was talking about. And mm-hmm. on top of that, you knew exactly who she was talking about when she said Megan's Law. You knew exactly what she was saying. And so it didn't require a lot of thought process, which mm. with Nicki Minaj's uh, oh, lyrics, true. That's true. That's there's a, a thought process to it, right? So all I have to say about Nicki is this. Shut the hell up, girl. I need you to put it on wax. I don't want to see you not near back on no social media again. I think you need to take a pause and put it on wax. If you mm. have some top secret something, then just put it on that, drop it, and hope hopefully people will pay attention. Yeah, I think it's gonna, and I don't think Meg is gonna respond, and I think she, Nikki doesn't need to do anything until she responds. Like, it's your, okay, you already, you put it out, people didn't love it, but you put it out, it's done, right? But if you think about the epic battles, like, when we thought about, like, Drake and Meek, or Drake and Pusha T, it was kind of back, back to you know, it was back yeah. and forth. Yeah. That's, that's when it's fun, when it's back and forth. And a little tweet to you. There's only K to tweet, but don't tweet the song, goddammit. Right? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Don't put the lyrics out there. You you put yourself at a disadvantage in the battle because I definitely feel like people, it's weird, but as much as people are trying to say oh, Nikki's uh, Bigfoot was whack, I think if she, I swear, if she just released a song without going on her, and she just, you know, she may have had her initial, like, two tweets about the situation but didn't put the lyrics in her tweets right i think it would have hit a little bit more and got more people kind of like you know we don't want to do a side thing we just want to have fun and i think essentially what i was starting to say outside of the songs i I, it's a good energy for hip-hop right we're getting people talking yeah i don't want it to get negative i want it to stay on on wax yeah some people think she's punching, Nikki's punching down, but Nick, here's what Nikki's fighting against. Nikki is somebody who made it to the top on her own, right? Mm-hmm. And if she did, like, you know, like, as when I say on her own, like, she mostly was a lot, she was very much responsible, I think, for what made Nikki successful. And what is that? The bar, the, the, the kind of branding of Nikki Minaj the Barb's, her fan base, and kind I'm of sorry, like her, Jeanette, and her I, I just, I just can't get down with what you're saying. I'm sorry. In terms you know of, why? of why? Here's why I can't. Oh well, Drake. Oh well, Drake and Lil Wayne brought her in. Lil Wayne and Drake no, brought her in. <laughs> you replaced Little Kim. Period. But Lil Kim's career was pretty much no. Already Little Kim down. did it all. No. She did no, exactly what Nikki saying, did. No, I'm saying she did it right. Okay, let me finish your thought. Finish. Your okay. Thought. Okay. So. With Nicki Minaj, because I have something to say about both these ladies, because that's why I don't stand with either one. I'm not a fan like that. I love, Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of music. That's what I like. So anyhow, with Nicki Minaj, I feel like she came in and she replaced Little Kim. Everything that Nicki Minaj did to build her brand, Little Kim already done did. She already came with all of the theatrics and and the the crazy hairstyles, the crazy colored hair, the, the the fashion, the all of that. She did all of that, okay? However, this is what I think Nicki Minaj, where she went wrong, was there was a point in time where Nicki was coming at Little Kim the same way that Meg is coming at Nicki. So it, it's, you know, it's funny how we forget that we age, okay? Because when Little Kim 
when it was Nicki Minaj just coming out and getting into the scene, she wanted to step on little Kim the same way that Meg is stepping on Nicki now. So it's, you know, when you put, when you put that vibe out in there, out, out into the atmosphere, okay. How you're, you, you're the queen. I'm sorry. Little Kim was already the queen. You came in and took her spot. Mm-hmm. Right. A, a lot of people will still say that Nikki at times still follows what little Kim tries to do. And that little Kim is the true icon and the true queen. And Nikki has, has been trying to replicate little Kim all these years. A lot of people will say that. And and to an extent, I can I can agree. Well, it's your turn, Nikki. When you were dissing little Kim back in the day, telling her that she was old, there's clips that they went back in. You know how the internet be interneting. And they go back into the to the vault and they found different clips of Nikki saying to little Kim that, you know, this is what they're going to say of you, that you're you're trying to fight to the death to keep your honor. Why don't you just bow out gracefully? That's what Nicki Minaj was trying to say about little Kim. Well, now the tables have turned, haven't they, Nicki? Now you're little Kim. And these young bucks, like Meg Thee Stallion, is coming to take your place. And I think what's really salty for you is that the engine that's behind them. And that yeah. engine... Right, is Jay Z okay? Yeah, and she Beyonce. Can't yeah, she can't say it, but come on, she yeah. can't say it. But that's what she's really upset but, but, about. And 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 it's like it's that 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 support, and then like there's some labels like Warner. There's like some label stuff going on, but yes, there's obviously, definitely uh, there's by association. But I think by that, association, yeah, Jay Z's involved. Yes, right, and so <clears throat> I feel like um that's what Nikki is really upset about. Yeah, of course, yeah. Jay is is on the bandwagon to replace Nikki, and they're trying desperately to replace her with Meg. Yeah, yeah. they are, sure. and she sees it. She knows she it. She sees it. And so, I'm sorry, Nikki. When you were talking poorly about Little Kim, did you not think that it was ever going to happen to you? Oh well, now mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. So I think you need to go feed Papa Bear. Okay, because he <laughs> he still can't eat nothing all now because you're still up on the internet. You understand? You need to go focus <laughs> on Papa Bear. That's what we need to do. And put something on wax, something that will actually excite people again because right now you look at real stale out here in these streets. And Meg, you following what Beyonce does. I said what I said. <laughs> okay? I just left it at that. My girl hasn't said nothing since. Okay, she yeah, went on the breakfast she, club. She did what she already needed to do. Is in yeah, that. she went on the breakfast club and she said, "Yeah, basically, well, I have things to do, so I said what I said, <laughs> and that was that." And mm-hmm. Nikki went on a three day rant. Well, it's still kind of going on. It's I'm still kind of going on. Yeah. All right. So I'm just saying, Nikki, you were out in these streets and you were dissing an icon like Little Kim. You were saying the same things that you think Meg the Stallion has been trying to say about you. And so, you know, you should have thought about who you were dissing. You should have thought about that one day it's going to be your turn. And now mm-hmm. your day has come. Okay? So now well, you should know exactly how little Kim feels. Because I remember, I've been following Nikki Nikki's career. Like, don't get it twisted. I don't, I don't. 
I'm not a fan and I'm not a hater, but I'm not going to sit here and say that there wasn't a time when Nikki was trying to establish her brand where she was trying to put little Kim underneath the bus in order for her to establish her brand. Okay. And, and I had the nerve to call herself the queen when little Kim already claimed that position. Okay, she already claimed that position and she gave everybody that came before her their just dues. So when you were trying to take that away from Little Kim, little did you know that your day was going to come and Meg the Stallion is trying to take it from you. So miss me with it. Now, Meg, you are an opportunist. You are an opportunist and sometimes I can't get down with opportunist people. We have to remember Meg and Meg, Meg there's a big machine around Meg. But it's how you, you got to... that machine to be about behind you. Because when you were with your initial the producing company, what's his name now? Yeah. 300 uh, Carl Carl, Carl oh, Right. When you were with them and you want you wasn't nobody, they backed you. They stood behind you. They pushed you in the forefront. They did what they had to do to start developing your name. And you dropped them like hotcakes because Jay-Z wanted to give a shit about you. So I'm sorry. Now, I understand in this industry, you know, you got you to gotta fend for self. I understand it's real shady out here. I understand all sorts of things happen in order for you to get ahead and you got to think about yourself. But those people that helped you on your way up, you had no problems with stepping on them. None. And so those type of people, you got to watch out in the industry. So yeah, she has a, a powerful machine behind her, right? But she also has ghostwriters too. Of course. Uh, uh, the and, machine and that she has... Doesn't. Yeah, of course, and of course, and we don't know. We don't know. I mean, to me, at this stage, like all the all the people that you see consistently churning out quality music, it'd be hard to imagine they don't have a ghostwriter because it's just like, you know, even Kanye, like they all have ghostwriters. Like Party is a ghostwriter. He's a partisan Fontaine. That's really how he gets his money, being a ghostwriter. But anyway, to close off, for me personally, I'll just say that that's respectfully your opinion and it's i think really at the end of the day regardless if you think of a cycle at the end of the day it doesn't matter who you are what you are man or woman there comes a time where evolution happens and the times change so there's a way to gracefully do that and a way not to and i get to your point you guess to your point is that she's not gracefully doing that but i think there's also a, an element where i could be on her side where i'm saying yes there are two there are machines actively trying to topple her this isn't a natural evolution you know what i mean right. you got a rapper mm-hmm. if, like like nikki she she came in yes she was brought in by men and to a, but she had no she had no real competition so it was easy like i can honestly say yes she had a a, a less uh obstructed road to becoming the queen but she put in the work and she's earned it and that's not that's good but i think what it would be more honest and where i could I would agree with you in her, I would agree with you is if the talent that is coming up was like real competition for her. The talent itself is not as we as we said, but I think the 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 labels that are actively let's just straight up saying pushing Cardi mm-hmm. and pushing Meg have are, have worked hard behind the scenes to topple Nikki, you're not toppling her organically with your artist, the artist itself, right? 
Because remember, the songs before his were all flops for Meg. They just were. I don't know why I can't get into it. I'm, I'm, I want Meg to win. And I said, Meg is the only one right now that mm-hmm. I think talent-wise, she's young, she's new. But I think that could be the new person. For me, Like Meg is that person. Yeah, so that's just my point in that it's not organically happened. There's a lot of things happening at the label that are trying to push, like, okay, like, remember, Nikki doesn't necessarily need a label. She still is with the label, and they probably own a lot of her shit. But I think if she were somehow to emancipate herself, she could, she'd be good, right? And I think people just want to be, what's new? We already know Nikki's established. She's good. She's already has a label. She's not coming to any of our labels. So how can we mimic that? Remember, everything is a, a package. So we want to package the next next Nikki so we can make Nikki money at our label versus whatever she's doing at her label. But I think it's it's all politics. But in terms of this, we were talking about Stefan Don and... Jada Kingdom. Jada, Jada Kingdom in our last episode. So, you know, it could be fun. That's what I said. I want it to be, it seems like intense because Nikki made it intense. She went a little bit hard because, and she doesn't, she didn't, I think people feel that way because they're like, Nikki, you're the, you're already like, this girl can't breathe the same air as you when it comes to talent. Why, why are you heating up yourself? But we, we, we just discussed, it's more than that. And obviously Nikki's also feeling a way she's been <clears> getting <throat> jabs. She's been getting jabs. For the person she decided to marry for since she's married him, and, right? And, and sorry to cut you, but I did want to mention yeah. the person that she decided to marry, mm-hmm. whether she thinks he is or not, he has a registry That's to it. sign. Okay, because he's noted as yeah, a pedophile. You can't be mad. You have to accept that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Nikki, but I've noticed you have a lot of pedophiles around you, bro. Like you, your husband's a pedophile, your brother's a pedophile, your dad's crazy. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what's up, what's up with that, and that Roman voice that you have coming out at the end. Yeah, you sounding a little crazy for Coco Puffs too, my friend. <laughs> Nikki, you scared me with that Roman voice. I didn't like it. Please edit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't like it. Dude. That could the song could could have done without. That's yeah, what I was you sounded a little nuts. Yeah, a little, just a little, just a you know a touch of uh you know personality disorder, just a touch. Yeah, you know, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of politics, but I, I, uh, Nikki's going on tour soon. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion went on Good Morning America and announced her tour, and I think an album's coming out. The Grammys are coming on tomorrow, so I think by next week we'll probably hear about an album release. There might be another single called Venom or something snake related, snake skin. God knows what. There is a, there's all clearly a theme going on, and yeah. um, mm, but I snakes, I eh? she likes I respect snakes. both artists, but I don't want it to get like really nasty. And why? Just keep yes, it to people, the wax, people. Yeah, Just keep, keep it, it to, the, to wax. the wax. And people would say that Nikki went nasty, but I mean, she's partisan, from New York. She's from New York, <laughs> but part partisan <laughs> t- part. <laughs> Here's why I can't be mad at Nikki. Partisan Fontaine went in on this girl and even mentioned the lying on her dead mama already. Yeah. And nobody had nothing to say. So I can't say nothing. How am I going to pile on Nikki for this when I wasn't piling on on Partisan and nobody else is piling on Partisan? I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. And I'll leave it at there until we find out anything new. Yes, yes. And so, we, you know what, Nikki, I think just keep it to the wax, girl. Mm, because yes, and come off of the social media for a minute just 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 for a minute meg you have a powerful machine behind you look what you done did you have the queen up here okay acting the damn fool in these streets um but i will 
stay attention to this because I do want to see what's going to happen. And I know Nikki is going on tour. I, I, she's going to be talking about Meg right through that whole damn tour. Trust me and believe me. So we'll hear more about this. And Meg, I'm glad that you decided not to come back on this. I, I, I feel like we need for both of y'all ladies to express yourself on wax and, and keep it there, leave it there. I don't want to go it to go past that point because it's really not that serious. There's enough for both of you in the game. So, um, and that's what I want more and more women to understand. There's enough space for both of you to be in the game. We don't have to do all of this. Like it's just too much divisiveness and I I don't like it. So anything, anyway, we're going to move on and we're going to say that we hope that your hearts and minds were activated on this week's show. So whether you lead with your heart or your mind, please stay passionate and thoughtful. And we will talk to you on our 101 episode. <laughs> yes, bye. Bye-bye.